0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another in the commissioned podcast series. Uh, this time we've got one that I had never seen before. Um, it's a sci-fi epic on television commissioned by Bobby Z. Thank you very much, Bobby. It's called V, the original miniseries. This is the one from
1: 1983. Uh, <laughs> it has It's very 80s. It's, it's of the era. It's the one that had all the ch- kids in the 80s talking into house fans because it made them sound like the aliens uh-huh. and it sounded like the visitors. Had you seen this before? I had. I was um, hmm. an OG fan. I was about seven when this thing came out. Okay. And I just started messing around with Legos and I was really into Star Wars and this movie, I, I watched a lot of it from behind the couch. Uh, Because when freaky scary people were getting their faces ripped off and and looking like sleaze stacks or what sleaze acts or whatever the land before time guys were Mm -hmm. Uh, that was that was really scary and I I've kind of appreciated uh, because some of that stuff is so fake well all of it's really fake but I feel like kids don't really process things that way. I'm kind of like going through this with my son, where like he identifies as terrifying what I see as deeply silly. Sure, yeah. Because you're not saying, like, oh, well, that's a really badly done latex appliance. huh. It's just that, it's some really freaky crap. This and This guy being attacked by a lizard monster. Yeah, yeah, she just swallowed what I consider a pet hole. <laughs> uh, I
0: so, I imagine those scenes are super freaky. It if, is. If you're, A, the right age and watching it in the era that it's made for sure uh because now i mean those effects look silly but i bet at the time it's hard they were fairly impressive yeah i mean that's
1: uh, that's always been something that's hard to understand but i'm starting to appreciate it again because like i thought that independence day had really awesome special effects sure but they are very creaky if you go back and watch it nowadays so it's like jason argonauts he had all little skeleton that must have looked like the tits Mm -hmm. king kong Yep. Like, you know, I made so much money because people just thought it was incredible, and it's just a clay monkey, you know?
0: Yeah, what so, you, you know, do? when
1: you see, like... <laughs> Half-Life, for God's sakes. Can video games get re- more realistic than Half-Life? No,
0: I, I I totally acknowledge that that is a phenomenon, <laughs> where, like, something that looked real back in the day and no longer looks anything like
1: reality. Uh, I don't know how that works, though, because it's like, it, it seems like you'd stop doing it. Eventually, you'd be like, well, this is... This is equally as fake as what's the stuff. But every time a new generation of consoles or whatever comes out, I always think, holy shit. Yeah. Is it going to get, get better? More real than this. Yeah. Sure. And I, I almost think that, like, car and plane simulators are there. Like, you know, if you're driving yeah, to a, a, large modern, car. a modern car simulator, they might improve the physics and the feel and all that stuff. But graphics, yeah. it looks like a car going down the road. What do you want? Yeah. Now we just got to get crowd tech going. Got to make the crowds look real. Yeah, yeah I, I want a massively multiplayer crowd. So when I plow through a crowd of people, <laughs> I'm actually killing players. <laughs> oh, sorry, you got to start over. You can earn you survival saved... strats but like, you know, I stood, I stood in the front lines of four different rallies, and I'm still here. All right, one-legged. I, one leg I don't, I don't
0: think they do any crowd, crowd, uh, blazing during this episode. No,
1: they don't. During
0: during these two episodes, if you, you go,
1: if you go back and watch this, I would recommend a lot of grass blazing because there. <laughs> grass
0: blazing. <laughs>
1: Sure. Just to insulate your mind from the insanity. Here's the thing. This was a hit. Yeah. An unqualified hit and a cultural phenomenon. Indeed. I was reading about it and
0: it was like the biggest uh television miniseries to date.
1: Yeah. Like it uh and the thing is, is it's also prof- it's also true that it's profoundly silly. Like if you just take away the special effects, some of the plotting and stuff is just Bizarre, and and I started thinking like, is that because you know, because like I don't know, we someone actually commissioned the miniseries Roots, uh-huh. uh huh. I think in response to uh, uh, Django Unchained, okay, like to balance yeah, out the yeah. cis and responsible, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Roots is not fundamentally a silly film. I saw that back <laughs> in the day too. I'm going to guess that it still holds together as a narrative, uh huh. And I wonder if it's because in the 80s, and still to a lesser extent today, science fiction fantasy was seen as kid stuff. So, like, yeah, we want to make this family-friendly, and we want to really dumb down the good. We don't want any of the kids missing out on the jackbooted thuggery, you know, any of the, any of the 1984 allegories. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to really make it blatantly obvious. Well,
0: that's another interesting thing I found out reading this. Uh, when it was first conceived, it was conceived as a, a story of American fascism. Um, not having anything to do with aliens. And they took it to, you know, the people who were going to commission this thing to make it. And uh, they were like, no, nah, the, the TV public is just not going to get this. Too dumb. It needs, to, it needs to be a film. It needs to be truly grandiose. People aren't going to buy this on TV. Mm. And the guy was like, well, maybe they would if it was aliens, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they threw around the idea of like, oh, let's have the Soviets come in or the Chinese come in and uh they bring the fascism to america and then they were like no let's do aliens because that that makes it a little more relatable i guess to people
1: yeah i i thought it was interesting i started watching and then uh didn't wasn't able to finish it but i started watching this this uh you know it's it's a commissioned video cast that my friend uh, chuck sonnenberg does on sci-fi debris um he did and and he pointed out that the guy who directed and produced this was like an alum of the 6 million dollar man a 6 million dollar woman and the incredible hulk series the bruce yeah, banner bionic woman yep or david banner i guess is is that um <laughs> and he actually was kind of tired of doing science fiction like you know i i I've, I've done this genre work i want to get out of it mm-hmm. but he yeah he was persuaded to do this as allegory thing as an as an alien so he could get his high concept allegory but then make it you know appeal to the masses
0: yeah and we're totally gonna spoil the shit out of this so oh yeah if anybody's
1: listening and hasn't seen this and wants to go watch it first it's on uh amazon right that's how we watched it you can do yeah. and then there's also a follow-on minis- miniseries because this does i got the feeling that maybe this could have been a series uh, that's kind of where they were going with it yeah really because, um, because it kind of like is it the
0: at the end of the beginning there is a series later like it's weird so it's another mini series though yeah there's called v the final battle which Mm -hmm. is like a three-part mini series that ends this whole invasion okay Like the story apparently definitively ends i haven't seen it okay uh but then the following year they went and did an actual television series based on events during during this time and I, i don't know what the television series was about but I guess the person really? who originally created this left the project because of creative differences with the plot and the story hmm. and what they wanted to do with it. So Cuz it sucked. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it it, was, it only ran for a year, so it must not have been that great.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There's also like this time was like there was a remake of uh shit. What is the uh uh H. D. Wells' classic about Martians invading. Tom Cruise just did the remake with Spielberg. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. There's a War of the Worlds miniseries that uh, turned into a fairly good and very graphically violent, horrific uh, miniseries. Or not miniseries. This regular series was on Fox when it first kicked off. Hmm. There's a lot of uh, cheesy science fiction stuff going on. Captain Captain Power. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> captain
0: power that had like a little I had don't. like a,
1: like a, a nest type light zapper gun uh, add-on that you could buy in the toy store and then you could like you know there was like these really weird bright areas on the enemy armor and you could shoot them with your gun it would Seriously? score points yeah it, like that's blended. kind of awesome it was i dude. would have lost my shit I, as a, see my parents were poor i couldn't afford it. my cousins up the streets parents were both like you know dual income one kid or whatever uh Uh, and they both you know they both made a lot of money and so their kids had all the toys so i would go up there and play captain power you know (laughs) like i'd get one day for every four that my course that's only fair it's his rig but yeah yeah, it was glorious it was glorious that That sounds amazing
0: if i were five to ten years old during that time that's 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 yeah but yeah, this one this one came out a little too early for me. I was 1 year old when this thing was airing uh, on TV. So, <laughs> infants don't really watch this kind of stuff, I got to say.
1: Uh I think we'd be remiss if we didn't dedicate this podcast to resistance fighters everywhere. Yeah, all of them. All future, past and present mm-hmm. from El Salvador to America to you know, whether you're a, whether you're a
0: renegade scientist other <laughs> or to, to other planets. Yeah. To other planets. We're, gonna, we're you going to We're going
1: Sure here uh. <laughs> uh so what do we, how do we, i just feel like we should do this stream of consciousness style because i wrote down just sure. a ton of observations as we were watching this i do have some feelings on it like generally all right just like i will you s- know the
0: 80s cheesy action mm-hmm. show is all over this thing right yes. this is how television looked In the 80s. You had the guys with feathered hair looking like MacGyver running around with bazookas. This was the best example. Running from helicopters. Yeah, Yeah. This is a
1: high-budget, very well-executed version of 80s. Like, Yes. There was, you know, the first 10 minutes of this would have been equally at home on the Uh A-team, on MacGyver. It could have been a weird uh, Knight Rider plot. I mean, it's all pretty much the same. There was a little bit of... Airwolf in there because the helicopter that got shot down and it was just a commercial grade helicopter with pvc pipe glued to it (laughs) and it just spun Uh over the horizon and then a big ball of like as you cannot explode a helicopter not even a model one for this kind of budget
0: yeah i guess this was made for like 13 million bucks which this is
1: a shit ton of money it's pretty big
0: for tv back then
1: yes it was i mean as you pointed out and it shocked me that was essentially star wars budget yeah, just Star a Wars was like ago. ten million, yeah. six
0: years before this. Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? Like, this story I feel like is better than it has any right to be, given that it's a miniseries produced for television. Shh. But it cribs so much of its stuff from fiction everywhere else, right? Brave Star Brave Wars, world, it War cribs the, the look and feel, yeah. Like, just in a lot of ways, it borrows from from everything in pop culture, and I think that's that's probably smart. Okay, you know, given the budget, given what it is, stick with uh what works
1: there's also I feel like every forty five minutes the 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 thing paused to give an Emmy speech, like someone would have like a five minute very overwrought soliloquy about okay. rights or freedom or family mm-hmm. or like your 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 brother dying and how you couldn't handle it and you could just see that like on the Emmy submission,
0: yeah, I think this works better if you're not. Familiar with a lot of those works, right? Like, if you've read 1984, what does this have to offer? Other than the invasion stuff. If you've seen Star Wars and read 1984... Sure. (laughs) What are you doing watching this thing, right? Uh, The other thing is, like, if you knew anything about World War II, they'd beat you over the head with that stuff.
1: But this was all, like... Maybe not pre-VHS, but, like, you were pretty well healed if you had Betamax or VCR player in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. So, like, the idea that there would be an original film, you know, like, it wasn't the ABC Sunday night special where they'd show a James Bond from 20 years ago cut down by commercials and just all adult content removed. I mean, this was an original dramatic okay. work that no one had ever seen before. Yeah. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to pack up. You don't have to buy. It. You can just watch your home. I mean no wonder it brought in big numbers. Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean th- that kind of premiere event and that was in a time when you didn't have all the other distractions, right? Yes. Like you know, you can see it in this movie itself where everyone is glued to the TV during these news broadcasts. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. People are surfing Twitter, Instagram. Sure. Like they're looking online for their their news and their live event stuff. This was a different era and it's really reflected you know, as it should be, as it has to be, I guess.
1: Yeah. In the film itself. That's yeah, funny because like, you know, nowadays someone busts in a room. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? You wouldn't flip on the TV. You'd go and open yeah. Twitter. Yeah, totally. Like, oh yeah, Kevin Smith said big alien, you know, big ass alien ship over LA. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh-huh. Here's uh, uh Adam Baldwin talking about it. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, it's, it's different. And I will say that I don't think this movie is successful as a form of entertainment for a modern audience, but yes. it definitely passes the so bad it's good test. I oh, had yeah. a lot of fun watching this, just from a nostalgia trip and also just... Because mm. you didn't have the nostalgia angle. No, I didn't. But just some of the stuff was just... The unintentional comedy mm-hmm. uh, is off the charts on this. It's interesting that you bring up nostalgia, because I feel like this is... Which is, of course, the Greek word for anal pain. Yes,
0: yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you go back to the 80s, right? And that's like late 80s is kind of where my nostalgia really kicks in, like mid to late 80s sure, um, for stuff that happened when I was a kid. So this is a little bit before that, but it doesn't have quite the same like, I don't know, there's some magical quality about stuff like E.T. or Star Wars or sure. things like that that this is just kind of barely missing the mark of. It's not
1: timeless. Like it, the, you're the right. hairstyle it's not and set alone Makes it inaccessible. Yeah, I
0: mean, you could say that of E. T. as well. Yeah, that's like true. Yeah, just the clothes they're wearing and stuff like that. But I'm there's just some magical quality in the tone of it or the the style of it or something that doesn't quite hit the mark here, but is really close. Yeah. So no, it's and been, and it's you're funny right. even that they have like. You know, ET is a toy that's uh, that's in this. Yes, show Transformers is in the Star show.
1: Wars is openly. I don't know how much how much of their ten fourteen million dollar budget went to license this oh music God. for Star Wars. <laughs> the worst. The, this <laughs> band needs to be shot. Like, if you're gonna take people up to your ship, take these people first because we don't need them. Yeah. No, I mean, this like that a band? High, it's like a high school band, I guess, to uh-huh. greet the visitors, but. Like, my high school band played Star Like, Star Wars is a cloud, crowd pleaser. You want to break out, you want to get people pumped. Oh, you yeah. Out, you break out the Imperial theme or mm-hmm. this, the throne. It, there's lots of different hit, greatest hits that, like, a high school band can execute well. And this was, like, almost intentionally bad. Like, if you were the aliens, you'd be like, yeah. uh, you know what? Uh, let's go back to our ships. Nuke this planet from <laughs> orbit. You know, fuck pull, it. Pull
0: out some stops, right? Like, yeah. You don't just get the local junior high band to play this thing. You bring in a good band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't bother. They were just like, aliens, whatever. Send in uh, the junior high troupe. I, don't, I sure, don't
1: care. Sure, sure. We got the, you know, because this happened in San Francisco, right? We got. The, I'm uh, sure there's a San Francisco orchestra, like professional yes, symphony absolutely orchestra. Absolutely there is. A pop orchestra. We get in there and have them crush it. If we want to do something as stupid as play Star Wars. Yeah,
0: I, I gotta imagine that's kind of an insult to aliens, right? Like Yeah.
1: It's like such a bourgeoisie, low class, white trash <laughs> like like from Earth. Uh-huh. Like if if this is our version of Earth, it would have a Confederate flag play, pasted over it would have a mullet. Our plant would have a mullet, a trucker cap, uh <laughs> denim sleeveless jacket, yep. it would be chewing tobacco, uh <laughs> <laughs> he would be blaring Molly Hatchet. I mean, that's the kind of planet we are portraying ourselves as by playing Star Wars for, for aliens. Yeah,
0: yeah, it seems really silly, but <laughs> I, I just wish the I just wish the performance was better. Sure, of that if song. Because I would have enjoyed it.
1: John Williams would not have licensed that music if he'd known. it'd no. been what it'd be reduced to. God no. Or maybe he did. I don't know. Johnny Williams in the eighties. Maybe he was just boozed and coked up all the time and thought it was hysterical. Maybe. Uh, what do you think of the the
0: beginning of this where we we don't see any aliens yet? We're kind of in El Salvador with this resistance movement yep. uh, being attacked by these helicopters. And uh, Mike, the, the lead cameraman for this whole the celebrity
1: show. journalist cameraman. Yes. Yeah. He's caught up in the action. He's a war reporter. Yeah. And I feel like that's solely the setup. First of all, it's it it's a full throttle, like in the immediate middle of some ass kicking action. So it really grabs you by the nuts to start with. And also, later on, I think it establishes his credibility as a resistance fighter. Like, it's essentially him doing all the action more or less and a bunch of eggheads.
0: Yeah, and why he'd be so brave in the face of this danger. Yeah, you know?
1: like if it was just a journalist and he starts, you know, sneaking on the alien ships and cracking heads and stuff like that, you'd be like what the hell. Yeah. But since he's a war like, you know, he's he's a, a war reporter, or war journalist mm-hmm. or whatever the hell he is, actually is. Yeah, uh, today if it, you buy it. Like if
0: if they were going to make a remake of this, they'd have like Shane Smith out there. Who doing the hell is his Shane thing? Smith? The the Vice Guy? The guy who started Vice. Oh, see, I don't, went I don't to, know goes it. to all these countries. i not that and, into Vice. Yeah, I'm not that into Vice either. But, uh, yeah, I, the problem with this. So, it starts off. There are a couple of bad things right off this, right off the bat here, right. It's it's totally 80s action, but mm-hmm. you've got. Uh, I I don't know what this guy is like. His friend here is just kind of running around with him. He's not holding the camera.
1: See, I thought he was the cameraman I thought he so too, was the on, he, on-air personality. But, but he doesn't clearly hold later, the camera no. at all. He's like his producer. Yeah. Like field, he's the field producer.
0: Telling him what to shoot or something. Like, <laughs> something like that. I, I don't know what it is, but he's he takes off in the truck with, with both of them in it. And he's driving through the water. Mm-hmm. Like there's a clear beach on the, the side of them. And he's running away from a helicopter that's shooting at them in, in two
1: feet of water. And this, this battle helicopter is chasing this one pickup truck uh-huh. with two dudes in it when there's a whole village full of armed resistance that they still presumably are pacifying. Yeah. So, that was odd.
0: That is odd. Maybe they think they can come back make a second pass. Uh, the other thing that I noticed here, so, like, the helicopter, you know, goes in for the kill, but they decide, uh, they get scared off by the ship that's coming in. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, man, so he just risked his life, went to all this trouble... To get this footage, and then this alien ship comes in and completely nullifies all yeah, the Yeah, you're he's not going to
1: hear anything about the Sandinistas yeah. or whatever. Nobody's going to give gone. a shit about your helicopters gone. and explosions. Yep, gone.
0: And that shot is a shot that really anyone can get, right? Sure. Like anyone in any of these cities you have where Polaroid there's a hovering.
1: <laughs> and you're within 50 miles of a major city, you're going to see one of these yeah. big ass aliens. So that's a real bummer for this guy. He starts off like getting scooped, basically. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How much worse is Independence Day after you've seen this movie? Because a lot of the gee whiz, drop your jaw visuals, they just shamelessly ripped off from V.
0: They totally did. Um, Yeah, Independence Day is still an entertaining movie, but that's about all it is. Welcome to Earth, that's all I can say. Frankly, that's all it ever was. You know, there's nothing interesting about Independence Day. That's probably a true statement. I mean, maybe the banding together of humanity is the only interesting concept right. in that film, but it's also present here. Still, to Amer- a large But Still,
1: humanity be fucked if it wasn't for Americans. Oh, of course, we yeah. figured this shit our out. President, we ran it. Our president. Our crop dusters. Our president <laughs> ran up the aliens' asshole himself. It's our uh, Mac products the hacked their computers. Just thank you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome once again, world. So yeah, I mean, this is this is
0: very. Uh, america-centric as well right <laughs> like despite all the stuff where oh they're broadcasting in all these languages and stuff right the, the apparent only resistance, move, resistance movement happens in america yeah i
1: mean i I, so, I think they make lip service that like we have to make contact because if we're doing this other do. intelligent people must be doing it and we need to work together yeah. also is a tickle because like they have all this um stuff from all over the world like you know reactions from all over the world japanese people and and brazilian people and german people and like the people on are watching this in america mm-hmm. and they like show the big alien mothership over big ben or part you know parliament building in in the uk and one of the doofuses says hey look it's london <laughs> Like, that's the incredible thing on the television. Uh-huh. Not, not the fact that you've got these giant stadium-sized ships over every U.S. It's like, oh, look, it's the River Thames. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the queen lives there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What does she think about this? I Yeah, yeah that's pretty funny. What do you think of the eight-year-old uh, or maybe six-year-old nakedness? Oh, yeah,
0: child nudity and, and public lewdness that abounds in this,
1: yeah. In this show. Yeah. I thought it's startling mm-hmm. that... I don't know. The kid maybe, looked a little old. That's, really? That's all I'm going to say. Too old? Or were you go, Tranting this? Too old for this? nudity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: No, too old for nudity. There's there's a line somewhere like where, a like... Like,
1: one, a one-year-old baby can be butt naked and sure. on network television and nobody bad. As long as you don't see, like, it's dick uh-huh. or it's cleft. Yeah. Th- no one's going to get too excited about it. But, like, yeah. You got an eight-year-old child is naked down <laughs> to the waist. <laughs> Rap- barely wrapped in a towel. Barely wrapped in a towel. I thought that was a little shocking to my modern sensibilities hey man it's the 80s it's 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 a looser time
0: (laughs) looser time actually that's that's interesting uh you know i i feel like this was a product of the times too we were talking about a little bit while watching it like i wonder why the scientists in particular are are picked out here
1: yes the scientists are uh, because so like you know when you go back and you watch philadelphia about Tom Hanks' persecution as a gay man and yeah. the AIDS scares, and everybody thought, oh, you hug him, you get AIDS. You you, you come to the uh, conclusion as a modern audience that, like, wow, 80s America had a huge homophobia problem. Sure. Uh, like, like, pale in comparison to what we're talking about now. Like, just the fact that you could be a homosexual uh, or have AIDS or be anything openly was just, on the face of it, shocking and repelling.
0: Yeah. And it's I think hard people- not
1: to go to the conclusion that, like, 80s America had a problem with scientists because they were the allegorical scapegoats
0: yeah seems like it at least in this uh
1: but you were talking about like the cold War and how that probably weighed heavily on I, I don't because I was an adult so I don't know but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm putting either. myself in that position I'm thinking okay a lot of people see uh you know war and the omnipresent threat of global nuclear war and like the space race and all that those are all yeah. You know, science. Science wasn't as good of a guy. It was the one that brought about the, you know, the Shiva, the Destroyer and (laughs) uh, Oppenheimer and all that stuff. Like, I, Um, I wonder, whereas now everyone's pretty much, you know, unless you're like a religious fundamentalist you see science as an ally and, like, you know, a great thing that's improved life for everyone. And I think that, like, in the 50s and 60s, when science was all new and everything was, like, Jetsons and, like, we're right yeah. around the corner from fly. Like, 80s is where the apathy, like, oh, man. We, we didn't
0: get any of the awesome stuff we
1: were promised. We're not, we're not flying a. cars, and I yeah. think I might, uh, the whole planet might go extinct <laughs> tomorrow if someone gets drunk and pushes the wrong button. Yeah. This, is, this sucks. So that's this, pretty understandable, right? This is Yeah, this is bullshit.
0: And it, I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously a ploy by the aliens to eliminate one of the uh one of the bigger possibilities of resistance, I guess. I yes. say. Um it, you know, if scientists are able to find out that these are lizard people, maybe do something with heat, I guess, is what they determined. Well that's the
1: thing, like was the thing that the would scientists be scientists able- were the, the things that they were suspicious of them seem silly. Like, you know, the big smoking gun was that they eat mammals.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And they
1: are actually lizard people under skin, but and and also that they can survive extreme cold. That was like what science was like. Huh? This doesn't. This seems evil. And I'm like, why? If you know, it's stealing like the stealing the water. That's that's, that's that's where I draw the line, right? But that's the thing. That's that's standard Federation tactic. You go make first contact with the planet. You know, pre-warp civilization, you put on the cloaking belt that makes you look just like them, and you hide okay. out in little, little, yeah. you know, and you observe them like a primitive tribe. Like, I feel like that's... You don't want to blow their minds. Yeah. Like, as, as thinking human beings, if you found out that, oh, these are actually lizard people, but they're trying to make themselves look as much like us to be relatable, that's not uh-huh. evil on the face of it. If they're eating sure. mice and gerbils, okay, that's weird, but they also yeah. came from a faraway star. So,
0: like... I feel... So, <laughs> a lot of this stuff is so heavy-handed and so uh, silly in a lot of ways. And I, I go back to the idea you know, that they didn't even want to make this for TV because it would be too highbrow, too high concept for, for people to yeah. follow. Yeah. And they had to go in and say, like, all right, well – People are dumb, so we're just going to go with they eat mice, yeah, and that's going to be freaky enough to get everybody sure. working, like rooting for the humans and sure. against these aliens.
1: You guys eat mice a lot? That's that's sick and depraved. These fucking weirdos. Yeah, or guinea pigs, like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting too that like just the fact that the human the, the the visitors looked exactly like us. Yeah, and they had like that's the other thing. Like I feel like modern day science fiction does a much better job of making things look alien. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can thank H. H. Geiger for that. hr H.R. Geiger Human uh, Resources? Uh, yes, I think okay. so. Okay, uh, the famous he- Human Resources person, Geiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. But like these starships looked unmistakably human. I don't know what they I do. mean by that, but like, you know, it's like it looks like a a a, a minivan concept. These shuttles,
0: yeah, like. And you They know, wore your standard cockpit. And They with wore clothes with windows, with boots,
1: and and shoulder uh-huh. flaps, and like everything was very you know Nazi esque right off the bat. Oh, and I'm thinking like I mean this down to the symbol they use this, yeah. is a fucking swastika. It's like a binary version of a swastika. Yeah, yeah. Now I think it's interesting that if you know like t- if tomorrow these shuttles landed and they purported to be aliens and they looked like they did, mm-hmm. we would be like, no, this is bullshit. Like this is fake. This is some kind of April Fool's thing that CNN and MSNBC and Fox have gotten together for yeah. someone. It would be days before I would believe it. Just because I think we're conditioned to think that if we ever make alien contact, it's going to be nothing like us. I wouldn't assume so,
0: no. I would assume it wouldn't be anything like us. Um, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do on a TV budget,
1: right? Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's because you can make crate. You can make weird. I mean, look at the Star Trek's Horda. You can make a glob of latex look recognizably, un, you know, unmistakably non-human if you have the imagination. I just don't think that's what they were going for. This is all mm. thinly veiled allegory. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, sure. And I mean, uh, the World War
0: Two stuff is just all over the place here.
1: Uh, But the whole the, the, the premise is that our planet is screwed up environmentally yeah. and we need stuff from your planet and we'll give you stuff. My first thought is, so you've come from light years away and these vast starships, but your planet is so screwed up that you can't help it without our help. Why are you giving us like, you know, what can you possibly tell us that's going to help us out?
0: Oh, yeah, like, like we'll if give you're you that, all of our scientific progress. If you're that progress. good, then
1: just terraform or r- r- reptile form your planet and be done with it. Or, like... That was the first sign of evil in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> or also the idea that, like...
0: They've got all of this knowledge that they're gonna transfer to us, right? Right. And yet their planet is a burning husk of a planet. Yeah. What good has it done you? Yeah, right? You're gonna give us what? The keys to destroying our planet? Hey, hey, look. Appreciate Liz- it. Look,
1: lizard man, we're fucking our planet up just fine <laughs> without your help. You and know? apparently
0: we've got the chemicals to fix it when when it does go bad. So. That's the
1: other thing that's really hurt my enjoyment of science fiction of this sort is I read this. Uh I can't remember who the essay was by but it's by some famous physical thinker um maybe it's an Asimov but he's like there's never going to be an alien that comes to invade our planet to steal resources cuz uh, do you need water there is millions of Earth's worth of water out in the Oort cloud that they would have gotten to, you know, like, comets are nothing but ice. They need, you know, yeah. do you need oxygen? Do you need, like, everything is just abundant out in space. The fact that you'd go down to a gravity well and pull it out and ship it off is just preposterous. Sure. Just like, we, me- we, we have plenty of resources in this solar system for almost infinity human lifetimes. We just having a trouble getting to it.
0: Sure. Harvesting it.
1: Yeah. But I thought that's like the whole premise of they're going to come to steal our oceans and ship us off as a source of meat is preposterous on the face of it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And why they need any of our cooperation. That's the other that's, thing. Like,
1: I mean, I guess it like I think they're trying to just like, to ease it to yeah. make
0: make it simpler for them.
1: Yeah. Like, do you, do you want to go shoot the animal or would you rather have like you do you want to go out and shoot a powerful bison or a elk? or a tiger that might gore you or, you know, as, 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 as as good as we are at killing, there's still an element of danger. Would you rather just take cows that you can herd into a corral mm-hmm. to think they're going to get fed or milked or whatever? And then, you know, captive bolt them in the head and there you go. You got stakes. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have a lot of problem with the concepts
0: in this. I think the core of it, the story is actually pretty compelling. Um, just from, I feel like they covered a lot of bases with, mm. with this invasion, you know, they, they and granted a lot of them are 1984 world war ii bases you've got you know stuff like the hitler youth and mixed in there um the the guy who's lived through world war ii in the concentration camps and has seen all i secretly think is an
1: alien as well why because because of his egg shaped head like that is that he (laughs) is he's a cone head he, he is he an really objective is. conehead. I don't. This guy's skull morphology. I've never seen anything like it. I've seen it on <laughs> newborn babies that's uh-huh. so been f- like nine hours in a birth canal. But that shit usually smooths out. <laughs> they they need to like what, try his, and rip his face off. See what's under there. <laughs> yeah, like his mom, for whatever bizarre reason, forced his head into an a, a legs egg container for the first three years of his his youth. And <laughs> well, it was his, the eighties. <laughs> I think as more of in in his day mm-hmm. as more of the 60s maybe she's some kind of weird oh, yeah, uh, sure. hippie shit
0: yeah but I, I like that I, I thought his was one of the more compelling characters sure. in this whole story and the stuff that ha- that he had going on with his grandson um, yeah. and, and even his son you know his son didn't appreciate yeah. the stuff that he'd been through the trials this is,
1: this is scary shit I don't want to go against this powerful thing
0: yeah and I, I understand the sentiment there but also you've got to think he essentially lived through this once, right? Yes. And granted, he was too young to fully understand he was what was only going alive on. Alive
1: because other people, you know, risked their lives. Yeah. I, I don't actually think that's a point. He's like, if we, someone had shown us the kind of generosity that I want to show these people, maybe yes. your mother wouldn't have died in a gas chamber. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think it's a really powerful scene. I thought yes, that was well done.
0: There's a couple of other scenes that are really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I I I don't know. I don't want to say too much bad about it because it's okay a product of its era. Uh, I, I just do. think it doesn't hold I want up to say a so bunch well of bad now. Bad stuff
1: about it. That's, that's funny as hell. Like for example, <laughs> when the journalist couple are, you know, they get all bored. They're select few journalists, and our heroes are one of them. They get selected to go about the mothership and do a bunch of filming. Yeah, and we don't Which get to see is any all... of that. Okay, until right. they come back and are like, "Hey, Mike." Let's why we're celebrating. Put in this videotape and let's watch the stuff. And she's like, oh, this is great. Fast forward it, Mike. <laughs> like, you know, this is great. Get, I get, I get rid of the boring stuff. You yeah. know, it's just there's so many things are so television writery that was I thought was like knee slapping hysterical. Sure. Uh, and the I, way I also like, like also the... Diana at the end when she gives a speech like this sinister speech and then she she stares down the camera while they zoom in silent on her for 10 seconds. I'm like, this is a news report. Like yeah. did, 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 did news report. Imagine reports, how affecting that would be if you saw that on television. Did news reports in the 80s frequently end with dum dum dum, <laughs> you know, because that's where they were going with that.
0: Yeah, I, I actually kind of like the um the way that this whole thing you can tell is is staged, right? When they're when they're up on these ships and they're filming, they're being moved around to certain areas where they're seeing you know, lizard. What would ostensibly be lizard people on this ship, mm-hmm. all done up in makeup? They're human sure. makeup. They're seeing them working on their ships and stuff like they, that. They stay in it's human. It's very character. North Korea, right? Like yeah. you go in for. For a tour of the place, and you are seeing exactly what they want
1: you to see. But what was really weird is him seeing them maintaining a human facade. Even inside their ships when no one is watching. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're still speaking English to each other. Yep. They're still wearing their full human get-up. Using
0: their English names with each other. Yeah. Is, it's really silly. Yeah, once they, they made it clear the that ship. they're
1: just picking out random names from the phone book to make it more accessible, but uh-huh. then when they're having serious conversations... Like Diana threatens John. She's like, look, John, you're going to be up alien reptile shit creek if you keep on your human sympathizing ways. It's like, no, you would, you'd you'd call him his sleezak name. You wouldn't use yeah. John. Yeah. Uh. Uh,
0: the other thing, I, I don't know if this was a saying at the time or if they were trying to make it a saying, but when they go get on that ship, uh-huh. they go to like four or five different points of view here watching the TV and everybody says good luck. Everybody like four or five times.
1: Hmm. I don't know if they're trying to make that. that a thing or what. I didn't notice that. I did notice, uh, a lot. Speaking of the costuming, like, and set the eighties is kind of like the seventies in that, you know, there's certain timeless periods. Like I feel like there's certain looks from the fifties and sixties, like Don Draper uh-huh. is going to look cool in the eighties and the nineties. He's going to look strikingly handsome. And, you know, that's like a very good look. Yeah, yeah. That's like look that's, that's essentially timeless. It hasn't, you know, 100 years back, 100 years forward, is probably going to look okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: 80s is not like that, and no. in particular, like I was looking at some of these women who are clearly supposed to be hot, and I'm thinking mm. I can't see past extreme feathered hair, <laughs> what has to be just like cement level hardness hairspray uh-huh. and ridiculous clothing choices and makeup choices and makeup, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like you know, they're the one of them. That, like oh, it's like she like came out of like a I don't know a river or something. She got really wet. So like she didn't have any makeup on her hair with slicked back. I'm <laughs> like, wow, she's suddenly attractive. It, it's weird that, like... Yeah. You know, and I grew up in the high... Like, I remember, like, if I look for my school yearbooks, these girls have these, like, giant poof mm-hmm. bangs. They tease their bangs up six stories high. Like, aggressively unattractive looks. And I'm like, what were they thinking, Jim? <laughs> so,
0: I, I think that's true of most any time period. I think the 50s are the exception rather than the rule. Uh, we're going I think s- if you go to, like... Cutting edge fashion of the day in mm. in Hollywood in uh, the modeling scene. I think all that stuff is going to look really silly. Ex- what? Except the fifties somehow just holds its own. Well,
1: I mean, they got their everybody's got some like they were wearing three D glasses or some bullshit like that. But I'm talking like yeah, mainstream yeah. American mainstream mm. everyday looks. I think there's some that are better than others, and the eighties are like aggressively bad. Yeah, but like in like wood paneling. I mean, so are the why, 70s. The why, 70s are a trend. Yeah, but I feel like the 80s, the early 80s were like getting the hangover after the 70s. Yeah. Definitely. Why did my Atari 2600 have wood paneling? <laughs> why did my dad's system. car have wood paneling? <laughs> why do cars have wood paneling? I, I feel like it's a manufacturing thing.
0: Like we discovered all these new materials and new methods of manufacturing, and we're like, Let's do this on everything. Uh, oh my god, we can plasticize wood grain paneling. We just figured Let's out. Gu- do we it, just figured out
1: guacamole enamel paint. So all, <laughs> all appliances yeah. must be guacamole. Yeah. They used to be steel gray. Now they're green. Exactly. Women will eat that shit up. Taupe. It's taupe now. Make it all taupe. Yeah, that that's cursive I- writing on a refrigerator. That's high tech. <laughs> everything must say it's it's got to be eggs, eggs, vegetable drawer, crisper, <laughs> cursive writing. I, I fully believe that that's
0: the the reason for it, is, is manufacturing and production techniques.
1: Freddy Krueger is in this film. He is. Robert Englund. A very young Freddy Krueger.
0: Yeah. This is kind of... This is a year before he became Freddy Krueger. I think in 84, he did his first...
1: I have no idea. ...Krueger appearance. I still have not seen a, sing, a single Nightmare in Elm Street. Wow. Uh, they're bad now. I'm sure. there's There's maybe one that's still good. I think the original is
0: actually still decent, mm. but... They get real bad real fast. I don't
1: <laughs> doubt it. That seems to be the way of horror films. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Sequels don't fare very well. No,
1: no, no, no. In horror, unless you're like George Romero. The Paranormal Activities, have you kept up on them? Uh, no, I watched one and two. One was really good. One is fantastic. Two yeah. was shaky. They. I, I think I watched three and four last Halloween, and it's like, ter- they're just terrible failures of what they're trying to do. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um I don't uh, so there's a, there here again you know Freddy Krueger saved this guy from being bathed in liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty gnarly when that guy got hit with the spray and his like oh, his arm broke off. off that Oof. was pretty freaking sweet yeah uh but at the end like there's like you know so, so Freddy Krueger is like this junior grade officer in the alien fleet and he doesn't speak English cuz he was supposed to yeah. go to like sub-Saharan Africa and he got reassigned to America, yeah. right? Where he got on the wrong ship.
0: He, he says he was taught Arabic for Arabic. O- that's for, what it was for over, there. For over I, there.
1: I like that quote for uh-huh. over there.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. There, there might be countries over there. We're not really sure, but let's sure. just call it over there because sure, we sure. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But his broke because he's kind of broken English, but he's also like a good alien. Which there is like some playing around with like the concept that not all the aliens. Yes, are on board with I really what's going like that. On. I like that a lot. Um. But. I thought it was weird that at the end, like, everyone seemed pissed off that he saved this guy. Like, I understand the alien guy because he's like, man, you're, huh. you're, you're exposing us for being super strong and super powerful and, like, being able to resist cold this is not cool. But why mm. was the construction worker, who's kind of played as broadly racist or speciest, uh, why was he so outraged at being saved by the guy? Like, I guess I don't get, I don't, I'm, get, I'm I don't sure know why really it's sinister to find out that, like, you know, like, say you're at a dinner party and the an alien, like, reaches for salt and his, his elbow bends backwards. You're like, oh, that's weird. I can't do that. I don't think I would jump to, yeah. you know. Hostile takeover. That's right. That's right.
0: These no, i with you. That's... These people
1: are taking baths in liquid nitrogen. We're screwed. We're screwed as a species.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fear of anything different, you know, mm. and I, I feel like that's pervasive in this show and probably in most people's consciousness at the time, and probably to a large degree still today. I don't. I don't think that's something we're over.
1: Oh man, yeah. I have this note on the teenage girl who falls in love to the Nazi poster boy. Yeah, Robin to the junior Nazi, the Hitler Youth's chagrin, Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her hairdo. I described it in my notes as as if she braided her temples. Got on a motorcycle, slept for two days in a pile of leaves, (laughs) shook him out, then got on camera. That is what her hair looks like.
0: And that's on a good day for her, right? I
1: can't get over it, man. I can't get over it.
0: Uh, Did you know that that actress was actually not supposed to be the actress for this? No. The actress who was originally cast was murdered during the filming of this by was her. Was she ex- a scientist? No, no, she was an actress. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend in her driveway, strangled to death. Uh, like two weeks into the shooting of this thing.
1: It's hard out there for women, man. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, speaking of the anti-science league, uh, there's this one, there's this like one science family, a scientist family. And one the teenage girl gets beat up for winning a science fair. Yes. Yeah, it comes back with a busted ass volcano. Yeah. Diorama. <laughs> I think I think kids that bring the volcano diorama should get their ass beat because that's just the most played out hokey thing you can bring to yeah. science fair at this yeah. point.
0: Uh, other than like I don't know a potato alarm clock or a yeah. light a light bulb on a lemon,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, that shit needs to go. The whole uh the the kid whose dad's an engineer that builds the the Van de Graaff generator and shooting lightning bolts that yeah. needs to get out of there. Yeah, like let's just have like there's a couple things you should just put on the no fly list on science fairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that it wasn't her that she's just butt hurt because everyone busted up or played <laughs> out volcano in '83. Was the volcano played out yet? <laughs> It had to have been. I Probably. think it was played out in the 50s. I think you're right. Like, yeah, you know, vinegar and baking soda. You know,
0: every new generation has to discover that for themselves, though. That's true. There's really no warning
1: people. My son bought a, a science kit from some museum that's essentially a mini volcano. You put fucking yep. vinegar and baking soda, and look, it shoots out. It's crazy. And it, so, That's the other thing. Timeless. It doesn't teach you anything about volcanism. That's not why Doesn't volcanoes why. erupt.
0: That's absolutely true. It should tell you a little bit about chemistry, maybe. Ma- yeah, but th- it's like, that's why not the, point the of volcano it, right? diorama? Yeah. Why not just a test tube with some... Yeah. A
1: couple of beakers and...
0: Yeah. A couple of chemicals. Yeah. I don't it's,
1: know. You know. It's like, like volcanoes aren't God's mixing glass. That's like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> yeah, fundamental misunderstandings in science. Awesome. Uh, how'd you... Also, like, some of the... The Mexican science racist. Mexican
0: science he, racist. The,
1: the landscaper? Yeah, the landscaper uh-huh. where he's like, you know, I'm just not comfortable working for you people anymore. You're scientists. Like some of this That's, not, so what he the that's, oh, that's okay. not what he says. That's not what he
0: says. He does come up and say that I can't work for you, but it's because his other clients have told him you can either work for us or for them. Ah. We Like basically, we will all fire you if you don't fire this one client. So he was like, I have to. I have to put food on my table. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know the so, illegal immigrants
1: so, were such a big deal in the 80s that they would make that topsy-turvy you know, comparison. Yeah. And now this guy's getting yeah. shit for working with scientists the way people might have given you shit for employing illegal immigrants. or
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, patronizing Jewish establishments you, in World War II, you see the same thing, right? It's It's not like... I don't know. This is all allegory mm-hmm. for world war two. And I, I feel like the political stuff that's going on here is fairly interesting. Like the, the forming of the resistance I think is interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and, and exciting. And it feels very natural. It doesn't feel like a, a formation in the movie terms. It feels like this is kind of how things would really go. Like people mm-hmm. would see a certain amount of bullshit going on, try and form up in small little pockets, not really know what they're doing and kind of work their way into it. Like a, Almost like a Sarah Sarah Connor sort of vibe to it from from Terminator 1, Mm -hmm. right? Like where she starts off just kind of innocent and a nobody.
1: Yeah, she's a ditzy waitress. Yeah, she
0: doesn't start off as this badass, gun-toting resistance fighter.
1: Let's talk about, because I think that's interesting, how a first contact situation will really go down. All right. In this universe, uh, they tap the Secretary General of the United Nations... Which is laughable.
0: Can I say before we before we get okay. too far into this, it starts when when these ships come in. There's a news report saying uh, apparently they're not hostile. Um, like it, it's tough to get close to these ships, and missiles are just deflected right away. Yes, we immediately start firing missiles. Alien at these showed up. We and then say, oh, fighters. Oh, good, they're not
1: hostile. We sh- fired. We we sh- we we scrambled <laughs> fighters. They shot missiles, and missiles were repelled. And like, whoo. Uh-huh. Well, thank God they're not attacking us back, right? Also, how how much patience do these aliens need to have with us when when they make first contact? They land at the United Nations and like take their leader into the ship. Yes, we have soldiers with rifles trained on them the entire time. I know, right? For for a single small ship, and and, and like how also, many people could you fit in there? Ten? These people, I can't belabor the point enough. They came from outer space. Yeah. All they have to do to end us is drop a sizable rock on us, and it's over, and there's nothing we can do about it, sure like you're you're you, you just They're, tried to shoot them down with your best hardware and you couldn't do it, so you're gonna train guns on them
0: yeah, their technology is so much more advanced than ours mm. um but yeah i I don't know i I like most of the stuff that they do um with this kind of first contact scenario here yeah i don't I don't think like yes it's hokey. And there's a lot of holes in it, but at the same time, it feels okay.
1: What do you think about one of the most brilliant women scientists of the time struggling with a pipe wrench? uh well she's not a plumber
0: she's not a, <laughs> she is as not she a says, plumber as she proclaimed she is not a plumber
1: i'm just saying like if i don't you,
0: think you need to be a plumber though no to turn a ranch no
1: no you understand the concept of lefty loosey righty tighty yeah like you've probably done a fair amount of engineering in your time anyway i thought that was pretty funny that's the problem of having well i mean she's a
0: she's a bio uh, that's
1: scientist right that's she's true
0: trying to be a doctor
1: that's true I just think it illustrates the problem of having scientists as your action heroes because everyone but the television yeah. reporter was laughably bad at the action parts,
0: and that's what makes it so funny when they're like scientists are conducting fire bombings on many <laughs> sites around the world. I'm like <laughs> scientists aren't vigilante freedom fighters; they're no. not. They're I don't know revolutionaries. They're just. Trying to figure shit out. Yeah, I would
1: feel like that, yeah, that you saw on CNN that the world scientists have revolted against anything and taken armed conflict. That's not something that you would associate with scientists. It's not. And and the idea that all scientists are somehow involved in this is foolish. Hashtag not all scientists. Uh, there's also, like, here's where I think that appealing to the kids and the lowest common denominator screws up this, because the good guy visitor completely mind fucks the chief bad guy visitor to diana and employs like looney tunes level reverse psychology to get her yeah to do what he wants to do and it's not
0: the only time in the show
1: it's several times this happens and i'm like how can an adult watch this and not just burst out laughing it was a simpler time yeah i don't know like what i was trying to think maybe i need to ask my dad I need to ask my dick. Cause I remember watching it with him and I'm like, what did you think when you saw this stuff? Yeah. Like, were you just like, do you just, you know, were you like six beers in mm-hmm. and didn't care at this point <laughs> or what?
0: Yeah. I mean, as much as that scene doesn't work, I feel like the scene between the world war II survivor and his son does work because uh-huh. of, you know, the opposite reasons, right? Sure. They have an actual story there and some actual solid emotion and logic. And, that scene does
1: not. Uh, this, so, speaking of action hero stuff, the trash can trap where they lure a visitor this this into this is awesome. The, the, no, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's, so it's awesome in like a funny or die kind of way. Like I sure. came away from this movie thinking that Will Ferrell needs to remake this. All right, like deadly, just deadly serious. Stuff, and like maybe um, amp up the camp a little bit. But mm-hmm. this would work really well as a very funny movie in that kind of funny or die vein. Um, yeah. but yeah, like at one point they set up a trap involving a trash can, like mm-hmm. an Oscar to grouch style, galvanized metal trash can that just drops straight on this visit. And he's, he's helpless. That, I think you would be though. Like <laughs> someone if, drops a trash can on your head and you're done.
0: Yeah. Someone drops like, you know, a 10 pound trash metal trash can down on your head. It hits you for one. You can't move your arms, right? You're stuck uh-huh. to this like tight cylinder, metal cylinder and you've just been concussed probably. So you're... Uh You're just going to flop around for a while. And I feel like that would be effective.
1: All right. Let's talk about some other resistance planning. There's this big meeting where everyone looks to the female scientist who is not a plumber Mm -hmm. uh, for, for what they're going to do next. And she writes this manifesto that is like, step one, we will resist all visitor stuff at every step of the way. Step two. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Step three: profit. It's it's essentially that that battle plan. Like they're treating this as this this is like this is a deep strategic, like this is Rommel the Desert Fox laying out the strategy, and it's just the most basic thing ever. Yeah, and uh, then I'm mostly with you there. You got the old lady resistance. We got women, old grandmas and walkers. Uh, yes. And also these shuttlecraft are just parked in on the street.
0: They're parked in parking spots. Yeah.
1: Like, like they're at meters. There, a, There's a visitor that's that his main job is to pump in quarters so they don't get tickets. Yeah, yep. And she walks by with her walker and she firebombs it. She pulls out the Molotov cocktail. Woof. Alien mm-hmm. ships completely vulnerable to Molotov cocktails. They go up like sure. they're made out of wicker furniture.
0: Yeah. No, they've got all that uh, carpeting on the insides. It just goes yep. right up. The glue.
1: What do you think of the Mirror Brigade?
0: Uh, you know, (laughs) when they're handing out weapons, I don't want to see the mirror coming my way. No, no, no,
1: no. Their a their eyes are super sensitive to daylight, so we'll we'll catch it with the sun's reflection, and it (laughs) will. No, it doesn't. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't even really work on the show. Half these mirror guys get slaughtered.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, they're okay. They're coming around. They're like, guys, we don't have enough weapons here. Right. Uh. Okay. I'll hang back at the base. I'll, I'll keep trying to contact people. I'll do some work. No, no, no. We no, want no. you at the battle.
1: We have a uh, handheld mirror. Take these
0: mirrors. Yeah. yeah.
1: We have we have something <laughs> you'd use to check the back of your head, make sure you've got no calyx. This is what you're going to do, and you're going to shine at these guys' faces. Uh-huh. Oh, God. So good. Uh, the main... The, Michael, that's right? He's the main guy? Mike, yeah. He uses the alien shuttlecraft as essentially taxis. Anytime he, he needs to get to the mothership and back, he just sneaks in just as the the the, the doors closing, he just jumps uh-huh. that gap and he's in. And, and he's, he
0: always ends up standing next to the same guy.
1: Right. And also there was an he he gets his uniform from an alien woman who's half his size. Oh my God. And he's, when he puts yeah. it on it's like at least a size too big for him. Uh-huh. I just and it's, and it's the alien technology, man. They make it a point like one of the aliens smokes him out as he goes down to Earth. And yeah. then, in a miracle of coincidences, he picks the shuttlecraft to go back to the mothership. Mm-hmm. Or, or was Yeah, back to the mothership. It's got the same dude in it. And he's standing right next to him. And the guy, so he, I don't know how the hell he gets through a whole trip. It's essentially sitting next to the, the guy who's a wanted criminal on the subway, and you don't recognize him. Yeah. and You're you staring had, at a wanted poster. He's sitting right beside you. You don't get it. And you had, a few hours earlier, been in an intense gun battle. Yeah, I you just, you just had a running gun battle with this guy. Yeah unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable literally unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> what okay let's talk about the fighter the the dueling shuttlecraft scene okay where you have like the, the, the Mex- poor man's
0: version of star
1: wars battle scene here yes you got the mexican coyote who doesn't yeah. know how to work the, the the guns you got the journalist mm. who has never flown one of these airplanes one of these shuttlecraft before but he watched on two previous trips the guy operating, so he knows it's good. He's he's fine. Yeah. And he's out piloting these visitors who presumably have been doing this since they're 16 years old uh-huh. or whenever they get licensed. <laughs> and are trained. I mean, they're trained combat pilots in that hangar, right? Yeah. But the guy puts on a lucky Dodgers hat uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and wins the day. They just need C-3PO saying the odds to him and it would be complete. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the futility. That's that's the biggest problem I have with these genre things. Is Mm -hmm. I like the War of the Worlds because they made it pretty realistic that humanity was getting its ass handed to it, and what saved us was germs. Like, okay, that's actually very interesting. Mm -hmm. Independence Day, the uh, the falling skies that you like. Uh I I just can't buy that a spacefaring race that can that can bend the physics of light to their will sure and can you know synthesize matter from energy are going to struggle defeating us that's like that the gap between us and them is so much larger than the gap between like the zulus and the british expeditionary force all they had on them was like machine guns Mm -hmm. and it was a brutal brutal slaughter like we had horses and rifles on the Indians, and it was a brutal, brutal slaughter. There's no yeah. fucking way we're going to fight at the bottom of a gravity well, well and win.
0: That's the thing. I mean, the the weapons are very primitive, right? I mean, you get shot with one of their weapons, and you're limping for a couple of days. Yeah, she,
1: this woman gets shot in the, in the, in the hip, and you'd think yeah. her pelvis would just be pul- pulverized. Nah, she's... <laughs> Where, where's the power behind those? Where's, like,
0: area of effect weapons, right? Like... What are you doing with tiny little laser blasts?
1: And I get it that they're the essentially not wanting to wantonly kill us because we're a valuable resource that they want to drag back to their home world alive and fresh. Uh-huh. But still, when, you're but in when a you send battle, a task force to
0: kill a cell of resistance fighters, that's where you want your heavy artillery. right? And you
1: send three shuttlecraft to do it. Those like,
0: shuttlecraft better be sure. We saw
1: a single hangar of a single ship and it had yeah. like 20 shuttlecrafts. Like send the whole thing.
0: <laughs> well, they, they were overconfident.
1: They didn't realize <laughs> that they're weak literally, they Yeah, weakness. the power of the human spirit. <laughs> uh, the other thing that was in full effect is television arguments where like you have a very one sided argument that just emotionally and psychologically and factually devastates the other side, to which they don't have any response to. Yeah. That never happens in real life you get in yeah. an argument with somebody even if you're right it ends up in a screaming match and they don't,
0: yeah they don't change their mind they just
1: they might change their mind a month from now yeah when they've had a chance to realize that what an idiot they it's, are especially rarely
0: especially the deep
1: psychological arguments yeah. right the stuff that's supposed to
0: like leave you stinging after an argument just works immediately on television
1: i mean there's rare instances where that still works like i've seen like my dad can bring me up short as his adult child because I still have that dynamic of, like, when he says something, I shut up and listen. Uh-huh. And he gets away with sometimes ending an argument with a single well-placed word. <laughs> but nobody normally, at- normally it's fuck you. but <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, what's hilarious is because my, da- my dad is a piece of work. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, my dad brought – he's got this big fucking Dixie Chopper lawnmower. Mm-hmm. My sister just moved into this place. It's got like eight, eight, 10 acres, and <laughs> and her husband hasn't had time to get his Dixie Chopper moved. So my dad came with a trailer and moved it. My okay. girlfriend has never driven one of those like tank-driven jobs. Yeah. For, so for sheer novelty value, I let her drive it around. My dad said to go park it in the middle of the yard. So I said – I modified that by said, hey, park it in the middle of the yard, but park it on that tree so it doesn't get hot. My dad and here's my dad. loves to do this shit. He loves to give you nonspecific directions and critique how you filled it out. Sure. So he comes into the house, which of my dumbass children parked the fucking lawnmower in the middle of the, car, in the yard? And then he was mortified to realize it was Cecily. Because <laughs> he doesn't talk that way to other people. Sure, he just yeah. He brings out the dumbasses and shit for brains just for the children he loves. Yeah,
0: no, the special relationship, <laughs> for
1: sure. Uh, But I love him because he still talks to me, unlike my mother. There so, you go. <laughs> That's that's one positive factor. That is, yeah, yeah. At least, yeah, yeah. I still feel the love. Um, <laughs> I think we're at the end of the movie. Is there anything else we want to say about this?
0: For all the shit that I give it, I feel like it was decent, especially for the time. Like I don't, I don't really have any fundamental problems with it. Yeah, like, plot wise. I mean, eighties television. Other than yeah, if you want to go the whole route of like. Oh, their their technology could wipe us out immediately if they wanted to. Yeah, 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 Sure, I buy that argument. But, you know, most movies, most fiction cast that idea aside. Yeah. And if you're willing to grant it um, a little bit of leeway, I think
1: the rest of the story holds up because it's mostly just cribbed from other places. Here's the thing. It's entertaining. Even today, yeah. it's not entertaining the same way that it was back in the 80s, but there's some things you watch and it's just dreadfully boring. Mm-hmm. or just deeply unfunny, or shockingly racist, or whatever. Yeah. Um, th- this is this is entertaining, both on just, like, cause some of the stuff. Like, I was still impressed by some of the sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the special effects, not so much. Like, the matte lines look like they were drawn yeah. with a fat, sharpie marker. Like, it's unbelievable how bad some of the compositing was. But the yeah. sets are really still, like, you know... Better than TNG ever had. (laughs) Like when they're inside the big mail and they're walking down, it's like something straight out of like a a, a Star Wars budget or something you'd see today. I thought that was still pretty good. The engine room of the the ships
0: were uh, breweries, like with these big old tanks Mm. for beer and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it gives you know an industrial kind of feel to it. But you know,
1: I'm talking more like the white injection molded. Oh, yeah. You know, well, that's the straight out of, like. The you know, BSG, and, Star Wars. I sure. mean, they're
0: clearly aping those franchises. Sure. In fact, it might
1: even, they actually might be reusing some of those sets. Maybe so. Like the place, yeah. I thought it was interesting. The place that the visitors landed looks mm. exactly like the Velociraptor pins from Jurassic <laughs> Park. It really does. That, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they reused that set for Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. When like, they let's...
0: open when they open up the door of the ship, I yelled, "Shoot!" <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it totally. Why like would that. you
1: land in the Velociraptor pit? You could choose <laughs> any part place on Earth. Yeah, that's well, not well, covered. Notion.
0: Well, they landed in front of the shitty junior high marching band too. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are you gonna do? That'd be pretty crafty of us humans to actually say land here, and it's right in the middle of the Velociraptor pit. There you go. All they they probably just bro-fist with the Velociraptors, and yeah. their jig would have yeah. been up right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. uh Uh,
0: or maybe they would have turned around oh there's intelligent life here after all
1: yeah they were here to help us but they saw that we enslaved their people Uh, and then it's like forget it we're going to show you how to eat these monkeys (laughs) we've been trying to eat them for it they just won't they got the shot collars and he's high-powered right now brothers we're we're leading you to the promised land i i imagine if you're
0: 12 years old and you're viewing this for the first time there are a lot of ideas in here that are pretty new to you oh yeah so I think it's valuable from that standpoint. It's the fact that it's some, very fun for kids. It's it's well, you know, kind of of a certain age. Disturbing too, of I, a age, I
1: remember right. being really vi- disturbed in my core that you would be I, eaten. I think maybe you're a little, you but, were a little too young. But no, I'm saying like for you, watching this. But it's disturbing to think that an intelligent person would eat you. Which well, then also okay. starts having you think about how we treat animals.
0: Well, that, that's what I mean. There, there are so many interesting concepts in. Mm-hmm. In this story, um, if you haven't read 1984, if you haven't uh, seen a lot of the sci-fi that came before this, I think those themes are interesting and new and novel for you. And,
1: and they the hold up that, well. And also, it's a cautionary tale of scientists. Because they will <laughs> sell out all of humanity for research grants. That is they established will, as yes. a fact, and it's still true to this day. Mm-hmm. Like Those scientists, like you give them a little bit of that sweet, sweet research money, and they will... <laughs> I'm only half joking because, like, with the cigarettes sh- and, like, you know, de- there's a lot mm. of uh, evil scientists that have bent a lot of uh, scientific principles against their will for money. Yeah, that's why you go with consensus and not with sure individual. But scientific- there's a, that's why there's a lot of science scientific skepticism because. Yeah, true. um I think it's I don't know because also this is the era that like that was the other shocking thing when they showed the the master panel like monitoring broadcast there was just three networks. Yeah. Like think of a time where you had like three networks and maybe a local affiliate station and a PBS station and that's all you had for your news. Mm-hmm. You can manip- you can control and, and newspaper you can manipulate and control information a lot easier than you could and nowadays. Now we have the other problem where stone cold facts are put up against credulous bullshit. Yeah. And the common man and woman has trouble differentiating between and they usually just pick with whatever feels right to them. And I don't know how we solve that particular problem, but it's sure. probably better than just having a monopoly of whatever is the truth.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because if you if you want to set up a centralized way to determine fact from from fiction, that can be manipulated, right? Mm-hmm. Having this crowdsourced sort of thing feels to me like a more... Uh, A more bulletproof solution, but where does it get you in terms of, like, you kind of trade off the other side of that, right? Like, it's not as easily controlled, but it's also not as easily um, verified.
1: Yeah. Like, everyone, every common person has to have a grasp of the scientific method or you're fucked. Yeah. Because you're just picking and choosing about which facts appeals to you. I mean, maybe, like a lot of things, it comes down to education.
0: Sure a more well educated populace is a more resilient populace sure uh but i don't know i, I had a and lot and again fun with this
1: this, pod, this podcast dedicated to freedom fighters everywhere yes keep informing yourself keep resisting the lizard people <laughs> they are a very real present threat on our hollow earth yeah <laughs> keep keep sciencing keep sciencing indeed uh thank you bobby z uh, for having me revisit I was worried Because I wasn't sure What Jim would make of it Um, But we had a lot of fun Watching it And it led to a lot Of good conversation Yeah Uh, And if you know You got any no child Children of the 80s Want to relive Have a blast of the past Get out your old V action figures Speaking uh, of action figures They were going hard they actually showed action, action figures. figures on the show, I like don't...
0: what looked like bullshit prototype action figures. Like,
1: well, they actually had fabric clothes. And yeah, all that.
0: barely mm-hmm. molded with these nasty, baggy fabric clothes. They had like a shuttle that just kind of looked like a NASA shuttle. Yeah, of the time.
1: Yeah, I'm looking, uh, and they, and they were talking did. about
0: like. Like this action figure or this vehicle or something that they couldn't get because their mom couldn't afford it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was. And they're me. like, Dad, get me that.
1: That was me. I was going up this my my <laughs> cousin's street to play in Willy Wonka's Toyland.
0: It's just such a an obnoxious in your face. You know, I'm actually crap. looking
1: at some of these toys on on uh, are they any on good? Google right? Yeah, the shuttlecraft and the jeep was pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. Is
0: there a news helicopter with gun turrets on the
1: side of it? Uh, no, but there is a dude that you can remove his face. So we show the sleet stack and had a little like one of those little levers on the back that would you moved it up the tongue would come out. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's this thing. Like, you know, they were like really innovative. Like uh, you take a He-Man, you take some kind of fish looking He-Man and you turn his body into like essentially a hairspray dispenser and suddenly he can spit poison. There you go. That's that's like mind blowing when you're six. Like, look at this guy. He's spitting poison. How do you refill the poison? You put pop, you unscrew his head just like a hairspray bottle. I mean, literally his head is like one of those pump action hairspray bottles. It just mounted on that cap. Yeah. So you unscrew his head, you pour in more water or whatever, and then you go back to spray (laughs) and you put some L'Oreal extra hold. You can you can style your hair with the fucking Uh, leech man or whatever the hell he was. Yeah, sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again, Bobby Z. Uh, we're going to be doing another of these commission cast next week. Next Monday, we've got one coming out.
1: And if you'd like to add to our, uh, to our pile of commissions, you can go to dot slash shop and uh, click on the big giant film reel and look at the stipulations, the, 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 the costs count carefully counter costs, decide where you want to put your chips, Maybe you too can commission a podcast.
0: I made you call up Richland. If we play our cards right, you could be a senior VP very quickly. It's been three weeks
1: now since our first contact with visitors.
0: You see Mike there? Yes, he said hello, but was very busy. I'm sure he is. This is a big event to cover. This refinery here in Los Angeles will be the first plant in the U.S. to officially begin work with the visitors. It will manufacture their synthetic chemical for transport back to Sirius. The raw materials will be the refuse of our cities. And now the visitor technicians are beginning to emerge, a scene that will be soon repeated several hundred times in cities all around the world. And there's Diana. thinks it's sent so
1: many I think they look real snappy in those uniforms the matter. Man, look at all those guys. Well, first we had to fight you hunkies for a job. Then it was the Mexicans. Now these creeps. And they ain't even from this planet. Gee, how many of them are there? craft
0: is approaching Mike how many of them are there?